Ladies and gentlemen from Colonial Heights, Virginia, and all seasons, Tabletop Studio. It's the Undiluted Truth with Mike and Ben. Today's episode, Dr. Brian Artis explains ways to reverse damage done by the COVID jab. Or Fauci ouchy. Ooh. Do not forget to like, subscribe, and share. Our podcast email is theundiludedtruth.podcast at gmail.com. Things are looking like you better be on your best behavior. Yes, indeed. Even if it hurts. Ouch. Eee. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to The Undiluted Truth. My name is Ben, and let's welcome in our host, Mike. How are you doing this afternoon, sir? I'm doing very well. Wonderful. How about you? I love to hear it. I'm doing great. Good. And I good. made it through our intro, which I was uh, I was questioning myself, but I did make it through. Very good, very good. Uh, yes, and thank it, you. It sounds like uh, we're having... So much fun, we're liable to be arrested. Ooh. Yes. Oh. Uh, yeah. That could happen you know down what? the road, um, sadly. I, I will risk it. Oh, yeah. all right. I, I will risk it. I sure. like it. I'm here, too. Okay. Yeah. Right. Welcome to all of you rock tumblers and truth seekers out there uh, to another episode of The Undiluted Truth. And we've got The Undiluted Truth here, and we, we're going to be pulling off of a, a really a new avenue here uh, with uh, our featured guest today is going to be Dr. Brian Artis, but there is this really cool, I'm going to say, and, and very informative documentary that has come out with about nine different episodes, and the title of it is mm. Unbreakable, Ooh. Destined to Thrive. So I like that. We've got Undiluted Truth. Mm-hmm. We've got Unbreakable. Uh, That's right. And I like that. Hey, you know, we need to be unbreakable as we – are destined to thrive. I I sort of like that um, yeah. that title there, and our, if you will, our moderator or narrator uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that we're going to be tapping into is a, a young man named Jonathan Otto, uh, and you know I I've done a little research on him. Uh, okay. Didn't know enough, or didn't know a lot, I should say, about him. I'm really liking, and I'm not going to get into to, to a lot of what uh, he has done. I will, I, I will say this: that he has done a lot of work in some undeveloped countries with some extremely poor, starving uh, people in you know areas as, such as Bangladesh, Ethiopia, you know that sort of work. Right. Uh, so that, that's about as far as I will go with him. Okay. But this. What I have seen of this so far, and, and believe me, I haven't seen but just a small part of it. But I do know that uh, you know, of course, we've done some things with Dr. Brian Artis and Judy Mikovits is also on this documentary. Okay. There are some others that uh, are maybe well known, some not so well, but people that are doing great work. And the information here is 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 just you know beyond the the realm of what you would see the norm is today but yeah some of this is cutting edge and i i really appreciate it so and with dr brian artis uh you will hear 
you will hear some information about, yes, the venomization. Boy, that was... Venomization? Yeah, Venomization. Okay. Yeah. Or let's just just call it uh in infections from snake venom let's you know that all right and nice. if you have heard anything of him recently uh, that's one of the areas that he was interested in and they are really connecting some dots so mm. without uh, any further delay we will get right into this and the voice that you're going to hear with a small intro is going to be the voice of uh I'm just going to call him Mr. Jonathan Otto. All right. All right. Are we ready to roll, Ben? Yes, sir. Okay. Here we go. We have all been subjects of the mass hysteria psychosis. Everything they did was to induce a fear in us that was so strong that we'd just accept their so-called solutions out of desperation and panic without thinking twice. That's exactly what happened with the COVID vaccine rollout. Now we know these are mass murder weapons, biological warfare, poison, gene-altering technology, not vaccines, and there is no overstating how deadly their effects have been on millions of people. As I stand here and say this, my heart breaks because I've seen firsthand how people are suffering from these injuries and with some even dying. By understanding exactly what these so-called vaccines are, we can find solutions to turn off their deadly mechanism of action. This is exactly what you'll be hearing about in this episode. We'll kick off with Dr. Brian Artis. He'll be revealing the component in snake venom that has been shown to shred the membranes in the body, leading to disease and even death. Wow. He also reveals a specific biomarker that he suggests every medical doctor should look for in our blood that puts us at risk of serious effects from envenomation. He'll also be sharing the key vitamins and minerals that have been proven to denature this biomarker and help to restore healing. He Mm. also talks about a powerful natural therapy with the ability to destabilize venoms. So here we go, Dr. Brian Artis. Is there another way we can get that? The antivenom or? Antivenom, yeah. Uh, I personally, if you look at the list from the Italy study of the different components of venoms that are represented from 20 different snakes, Mm Phospholipase A2 is multiple of them. This is a component in venoms of snakes that shreds membranes in the body Mm. to cause chronic illness, disease, and death. It was already determined by the University of Arizona last summer that vitamin C is already proven that when it's at high levels in the blood, it denatures phospholipase A2. So you can just use supplements and minerals to destabilize the venom. Right. The potentially. Yeah, the study was actually titled like venom coursing through the body. That's how they described what they saw in the blood of people dying from COVID-19 in hospitals mm. was this elevated phospholipase A2. And they actually say in the article, what's crazy about this enzyme is it's at levels we've never seen in the human body before. It was first ever discovered in King Cobra venom. Hmm. Wow. What was that article? No kidding. This is the University of Arizona study they did last summer in 2021 when they evaluated the title? 300... Oh, it's in my, yeah. my, it's in my Mike Adams chapter two. Yeah, cool. When they, when they did 300 what? 300 patients that died in two different hospital systems with COVID and from COVID. They took their blood only and analyzed it for what was the marker in all of their blood that they could tell the world was the biomarker every medical doctor should look for in the blood of COVID patients. That is a predictor of risk of death from COVID. 
and they isolated it and it was very easy to find. They said it's uh, called phospholipase A2. Phospholipase A2? Yes. Phospholipase A2. I like this because it's specific and it's and it's very different. It's interesting because they they didn't do biopsies. Right. Or uh, autopsies on mm-hmm. these individuals. They just took blood and looked for specific marker. markers. Yeah. And they found this one specific marker. Yeah. And I don't know if he's going to get back into the well, and and the marker is this phospholipase two, which is basically snake venom. Yeah, and they yeah, and they did did. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they analyzed it for more than just that because they maybe they didn't know what they were looking for. They were just no. looking out, looking at what is the highest marker in all of our patients. Yes, and it just happened to be well, they all had this. Yes, which is. King, found in King Cobra venom, found in keep, right. and all of your patients have that. Yes, really, every and so it's like uh, yes, yeah, all of them. Uh, yeah. that's, that's just that's not a that's, coincidence. Yeah, that's that's a little bit too yeah. coincidental. And now, I well, I, I do have one question. Yes, and maybe you're getting to this one too. My question is, how many of them had gotten had received the COVID jab? Well, he, I, I think he's going to get there. Yeah, probably. I, I, yeah, I think he'll get. Sorry, I turned away from the mic. I think. Yeah, right. I think he's going to yeah. get there. But right. Yeah. So, in my head. <laughs> yeah. No. no and yeah, and yeah. and there's the slight mention of vitamin C. Yes, that that's interesting. As, I like it. I yes, hope he expounds as as an interrupter of right. this particular, uh, and I right. guess we're going to call it an. Well, we'll just call it's it a, a marker. Mode of action. We'll call it oh, a marker okay. now. I you were going or, well, I, I, right. I, I, I almost called it an enzyme, but I don't want to be incorrect. It, it's it, we're going to call it a marker. That's I think you mentioned before it's a protein, but I, he, he'll probably expand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So in the blood, and uh, but that that intrigued me mm. right away when he mentioned uh, the vitamin C. So uh, right. and I yeah. I do know he comes he comes back uh, to that particular. Uh, topic with the vitamin C here in a moment. So anyway, let's uh, let's continue. Yeah. Secretory phospholipase A2 actually. And this this enzyme actually cuts and shreds blood vessels, tissues in the body and leads to death. And they actually said in the article, the subtitle is this enzyme's isolated from rattlesnake venom. <laughs> so they identified wow. that the venom peptide or sorry, this venom peptide actually called phospholipase A2 is what was in elevated levels in the blood of COVID-19 patients. And the medical doctors in the study and scientists from the University of Arizona said, every doctor around the world needs to be tracking this phospholipase A2 enzyme in the blood as the marker for death. It's also interesting to note that vitamin C inhibits and destroys phospholipase A2 from causing disease. Wow. And they said this explains why more men are being hospitalized and dying from COVID than women. And then published studies that found already that men in general have lower amounts of vitamin C in their blood than women do. Mm. And they were able to surmise this is the protective nature of vitamin C. Okay, quick. Very interesting. Yeah, so it is a yeah. vitamin C. It's I an was inhib- wrong. Yeah, yes. It's is an enzyme. It, yeah, is an inhibitor to it. Right. Yes, and, you know, C. so you got an enzyme and a peptide, right. you know. Yeah. So, but the important thing is, is that 
high doses of vitamin C obviously are disrupts. interrupters. It disrupts it and it keeps it from yeah keeps well really it, it it disrupts it so it keeps it from doing what it's trying right. to do. And the connection was this and death mark. He, he's calling it sort of like a, a death marker. Yeah, the, the, right. Like for instance, my, my understanding, listening uh, to it thus far, is they didn't check people that may have just got ill. It was only people that died, right? That they that they did this with. And one thing I didn't know is, is I guess a a a, a, a I guess a normal study shows that women have more vitamin, vitamin C, C in their blood naturally, right? Than than men. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, that huh. that was interesting. So you yeah. know, men load up on your vitamin C because uh, we are a little bit uh, behind the curve. Uh, should you say? Yeah. yeah. All right. Here we go. All right. From this. The phospholipase A2, by the way, is multiple components found from multiple snakes in that Italy study. Mm. And they tell you which snakes it came from. So there is one other therapy. Some people can't get vitamin C or anything because sure. they live in certain parts of the world where they just can't buy supplements. I'm talking about developing world scenarios okay. or people that are getting banned, things like NAC, which is us. Sure. And they are actually hard to get. So is there something else that the body naturally produces? Yeah, there's this great therapy I actually was just exposed to just a few weeks ago at the Advanced Medical Conference with Dr. Buttar. He invited Dr. Group, G-R-O-U-P, and it's urine therapy. And it was an amazing show of research studies and confirmation of the success. Number one, the sterility of urine, how the body makes urine, can be used as an elixir to help remove poisons, improve health. I had just never re researched that or studied that before, but Dr. Group did an incredible presentation on the impact of urine therapy being a possible solution to COVID-19 and possibly even the injuries. In fact, Dr. Buttar was so convinced, it's like the only thing you could think of that was gonna be able to help the mRNA vaccinated people. And what do you think of that? I'm open to all things. <laughs> the way I listened to Dr. Group explain it, I was actually very moved. He's like, you know, the human body is actually designed to create its own solution, right? So if it picks up on poisons and toxins in your body, our urine is actually being produced as the antidote to those toxins, poisons, or even venoms. And I just never had thought about that before. My immediate reaction was, that sounds gross. And then the next <laughs> thought was, if that was my kid and they were having neurological symptoms after the shots, why would I not try that? There's nothing anyone else is promising it's going to take it away. This or they're going to throw Kepra at you to try to handle anti-seizure meds or something. It's never going to solve the problem. If it can denature venoms, which he actually gave evidence to that it can do and has been proven to do, why would we not do it? If venom gets into the body, as he stated, even if you get bit by a snake, then you can actually rinse the wound and then drink the venom. And he provided tons of case studies in that presentation of individuals who got bit by snakes, drank their own urine, and were able to actually remove the toxic effects and deadly effects of the venoms. Yeah. That is very, very mm. interesting. 
And somewhat disturbing. Yes. And, well, <laughs> in Dr. Artis's words, he said, I think it's gross. I, you know? I was, I could, I, in my yeah. head, I was just yeah. imagining this conference with Dr. Group that he mentioned yeah. and thinking that he's yeah. he at the tables, he puts out, the people think it's Mountain Dew. He's like, now take up your glasses and have a sip. And it's, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. a bunch of urine. Uh, that would just be like, no. Well, <laughs> well keep in mind. I mean, uh, in a pinch. I, yeah, I treatment number one would be vitamin C. But yeah, in, yeah. you know, in yeah, an emergency right. situation, well, I mean, uh, but I like I like what he said that, well, that you know the body is is yeah, made. That was very interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. To to be able to identify and to within itself. So what treat? What yeah, poisons that have that have actually come in and infiltrated the body. Right. So he, and he's saying that your body identifies and creates the antidote is the term he used. That's correct for that thing yeah just it doesn't seem right but you know uh, i mean it's interesting and and neat but it just doesn't seem right you yes. know you know yes. um what there was another comment i had i, I was gonna say oh man i lost it well all it's right. a good thing that the antidote yeah. you know isn't well you know all you need to do is take out one of your one of your eyeballs uh Ooh. you know and is that all i'm, I'm glad it wasn't yeah. that but Nevertheless, still extremely interesting. Uh, in some ways, hopeful if you're in a dire situation. Right, right. Uh, yeah. But very, 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 very off center, if you will. Yeah, and I remembered my what the other comment I was going to make. Like, uh, if you can't get ascorbic acid or vitamin C, like over the counter, so to speak, is I think what they're saying. What is another natural remedy? Well, there apparently there's that. Yes, which eh, mm-hmm. I didn't know about yet. Uh, but right. you know, there are vegetables and fruits that also have mm-hmm. vitamin C. I don't know if he's going to get there, but you know, even in these other countries, you ought to be able to find fruit unless they banned every single fruit that has vitamin well, C, right? Well, some of these places where they 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 have no, nothing. I mean, you you just, you just figure if they depending on where they don't you're even located, have, like vegetables or well, if they're starving or, to death. Well, the, okay, if they're starving got, to death, that's what right. he's talking about. Okay, okay, yeah, I'm, I missed that part. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I'm just thinking. There's other yeah. natural ways of getting vitamin C. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah. and you. and you know, you. I I think you know there mm-hmm. there's a number of uh, places that you can look up and find you know which. Fruits have right. more have higher vi- doses vitamin C and, yeah. than others. Yeah, correct. Right. Okay. Dare we right. go on? Uh, oh, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Let's go. And that is basically. I mean, they can rinse the wound in the urine, sure. but they. But then you're not saying to drink the urine that's been rinsed in the wound. You're saying to then, then they they drink urine because the body is just naturally produced. It's done the spinning. Sure. It's done what what the, is done through the horse, but it seems like it's actually the oh, the non-big pharma version. <laughs> it is, yeah. The body has naturally done it. I don't think I don't think there's any example, well, there's certainly no examples that I've ever found where people got chronically sick from actually drinking their urine, which is surprising. I, you would have, you, yeah, exactly. Someone can find that. It's, it's obviously possible if somebody is eating such terrible poisonous foods, but but it's still actually not likely because the body has actually broken that down mm-hmm. um, to me anyway just from my my study my cursory study so far so i found listening to dr group and dr batard 
present this information. I found it very, very um, promising. Yeah. And as a very hopeful natural alternative, very natural alternative. <laughs> a very natural to, uh, alternative. Snake right? venom poisoning, toxicities of all kinds. But in relationship to the mRNA vaccines, their worry is always that you're damaging the DNA and you can't stop it. Well, if urine can be an elixir and an antidote to poisons, toxins of all kinds in the human body, and it's been proven to do so for centuries, I would encourage people to take a look and watch Dr. Group's presentation at the Advanced Medical Conference mm. of Dr. Butars. Yeah, awesome. I, I'm not wow. the expert in that stuff, but it was an incredibly <laughs> well done presentation. Mm. And Dr. Butar was so excited after he saw Watch the Water when I presented the fact that this was venom. Uh, somebody had to cancel from the medical conference to speak, and he was like, this is a God thing. I need to get Dr. Artis here to talk about the venoms because of his own experience with a sea urchin <laughs> in his past and the impact of venom to help with that, or sorry, with his urine to help with that venom exposure Oh wow! in his own life. Uh, it was pretty awesome, actually. It's beautiful. It, it, I think it's beautiful. It's actually giving people hope. For the first time, Dr. Buttar felt there was hope. So did Dr. Group. And these are the medical professionals. So for all of us trying to relay information, for me, it was innovative research who makes snake venom phosphodiesterase that people are, are using in research to create mRNA shots. If that's in the shots, the manufacturer tells you what to put with it to denature it and destroy it. So uh -huh. use what they're telling you not to use if you want to inhibit snake venom that they're using in this research. That's possibly in the vaccines. And this was a great opportunity to listen to two people I respect who have done their tons of research on this topic that I haven't done, but uh, it was phenomenal, I think. And it could be a very, very plausible solution to a horrific worldwide problem. Well, there you go. Now, he just answered the question because they're talking about this is in the mRNA vaccine or shots. Right. So that's where you're getting infected from. He sort of, he sort of told his hand there. Okay, right. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. You just well, not to say because you remember. You know, he also yeah. believes that it could that we could be actually getting this from water, right? But if they're using it in the vaccine, that's what he said. If they're using it in the vaccine, right? Then use what is in there already because that tells you how you can counteract it. How you can you know because you need a little bit of the venom to create an antidote. An anti-venom, you've got to have some of the original venom to know how to counteract it. So okay. he hasn't right. he hasn't mentioned it, but if you remember, we we heard. I think it was w back when he was talking prior about the 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 possible infections through water that right. that nicotine was a was an interrupter. Yes, you remember he, that. Um, yes, he mentioned that that was a interrupter uh, in of the venom of the venom to whatever part of the brain, of the brain. or something that exactly that yeah right that so I, was being affected. Yeah, so not sure if he's going to go there or not, but I I, I want to just sort of maybe plant that seed. That is another avenue that with this uh, venomation that it really looks like that it is more and more a possibility, especially when they're doing these studies on individuals and finding all this venom in blood. Uh, right. 
So we need to be aware of. So right now, my mind's going to high doses of vitamin C, and not that I'm going to go out and get a nicotine patch, but or start smoking. But uh, it sort of you know causes you to think, and I like yeah. that. I like to be caused to think. Yes, oh, that's good. All right, back to Doctor Artis and right. Jonathan here. Wow, amazing. And so like some of my research, I found that it, it has been done since, well, it's documented back 5,000 years, which is about as far as we go in terms of what any records we can find. So it goes, goes all the way back, but and it comes to all cultures, like not all cultures, but, but all the big ones that you would think about, like ancient Jewish and um, Roman, uh, Native American, Native Australian, like just like in Indian, um, Chinese, so you have these examples that, that show up through history. You have examples actually where uh, I, I remember reading one, one ruler actually used it as a treatment for cancer, but he had um, people eat cabbage only and that that urine was used for cancer patients and different things that had been done. And, and so like, how did it remain? Normally fads that don't work, they actually just drop off. You see, because no, nobody's uh, you know, forcing someone to do something. Why would you do something that doesn't work? You see it like all through history and it doesn't stop. It's there. And, and today, the research paper that I read on PubMed, which you can go look up, it actually says that millions of people today are likely doing this because of the history of it, because of how deeply rooted in all the different cultures so millions of people are likely doing this. And I started reading different forums and seeing how it's just, there's lots of people talking about it and actually even feeling bad, like I shouldn't be doing this. This is, but I, I'm just kind of. Well, I think it'd be awesome to travel around the world and just go watch people <laughs> and see if they're doing it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Wow, why are you carrying that empty mason jar around, buddy, oh. everywhere you go? <laughs> oh, is that moonshine? Awesome. Yeah, but yeah, it right? probably is likely Kick-a-poo that joy a lot juice. of, um, cultures and civilizations and areas of the country are doing or areas of, of the world are doing it i just haven't seen it it's yeah. not something that's been a part of american culture because we got indoctrinated oh yeah that it was mm -hmm. a waste product but basically that article that i'm talking about said that it was not understood as a waste product historically and that that's a shock i mean i'm that, sure that somewhere that in really history is it was, interesting. but it very much got rammed into us but i think that that's what we got indoctrinated against our own medicine cabinet so it's become so gross to us but historically it wasn't necessarily understood as gross they called it the elixir of youth and the gold something I, i'll you know i'll show the paper what right now i'm talking gold seal so they, there's the word there but um <laughs> another product <laughs> but that's it's a different perspective people have to realize when you're indoctrinated yeah it's like it's, someone really close to me tried it um recently and they're like i drank a liter and it, it tasted fine but they were eating really healthy it actually gives you the biggest motivation to eat really healthy yeah. Oh, yeah. that would do so it. I'll tell you, it's really not that odd though to consider urine might be a therapy how many of you have heard what you probably consider an old wives tale yeah but i guarantee you would try it that if you get stung by a jellyfish in the ocean pee on it Pee on your leg or pee on the body part to help neutralize or the pain and the venom. Yeah, I mean, this is something that people talk about all the time. This is like, this is what we talk about. So it's not like this isn't known. Exactly. Right. It's not known. So if it actually is <laughs> beneficial topically, how do you know it's not beneficially internally? Exactly. And and just to wrap this in a bow, with your understanding of venom, with the fact that you believe that COVID is venom. Lots of people wanted to get things like ivermectin, couldn't get it. We were trying to smuggle it in those cases where we were trying to smuggle it into hospitals where I was talking with. Okay, I'm going to do, I typically don't like to pause right in front of a, in the middle of a sentence, but did he just say COVID is venom? 
he was saying that Brian artist, given your thought that COVID is, I think he meant from caused by venom. Okay. Yeah. I, but, I, yeah. I, he did kind of term it that way, but yeah, I, I, just, I think what he meant was that. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I heard right, but I didn't think that's what he meant. So I just, it caused me, well, wait a minute here. So, yeah. Okay. All right. But back mid sentence, Sorry, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I typically don't like to do that, but here we go. Like practitioners and, and getting people like just slip this in a Bible. And then people couldn't get it in the first place or it would take too long to get to them. There are so many cases in which that if this was venom and this actually could help with venom, that this is the one thing that could save a lot of lives. But, but it would be great to have more data on this. It would be great to have more reports, even if, even if they're anecdotal. But they do exist, uh, allegedly, from uh, Dr. Batar mentioned, you know, some, but, but in theory, just even uh, outside of this, it does, is it sound? Is the body able to produce antivenom through urine? And that, that, that people then could counter the effects of envenomation, which could be from COVID or from vaccine injury. Is that, is that? According to Dr. Group's presentation, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I'm pausing it again, and this is probably a good place. Well, we might go a little bit more. He he just said from COVID or the vaccine, right? Yeah. So, and Brian, how Brian didn't correct him. So, so I'm I'm now I've got questions. I'm I'm how I, how yeah, I saw your, how are how are you getting envenomation through COVID and and the vaccine? both places i mean is that is the venom causing you to have these uh, coronavirus symptoms you know uh and and here, i'm just talking out well, loud ladies well, and gentlemen I'm, i just you know I, I, yeah. I, I because i'm sure i'm not the only one that has this question based on what right. he just said well, well, with brian not correcting him or anything it's kind of hard to tell but yeah my yeah my question my thought my thought is, and I'm probably totally wrong, but my thought is, if you get, if you catch COVID and you didn't get the jab, are we quote considering part of the spike protein, if you will, that is part of COVID, coming from e essentially snake venom, because I, th well, I if I remember right, they they said somebody said something about that the spike protein itself. Well, one is harmful, but I think somebody mentioned it may have been artists or something that it was your uh, part similar to snake venom or something like that. If I'm remembering correctly, I don't remember, but maybe that's what he's talking about. Like some some part of COVID is related to snake venom. So if you get COVID or you got the jab. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Now the only thing that I could think of is that we know that we know that this thing was man-made. We know that the that the, the sequence was 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 right. man-made. But then then when you you know when you're infected, right? Does that have some of the same uh, byproducts, if you will? That that man-made spike protein does it have some of that right. in it? Or when they in, when they, they when the lipid when the lipid envelope goes in, right. yeah, when the nano goes in, it, yeah. that's creating a spike protein, right? And then is that right? 
is that because that comes through the vaccine. Yeah. And then if you, mm-hmm. once it comes in that way, infect someone else because now you've got it, are you infecting them with the with, with right, the venom? Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, we could look at it one other way. He may have just simply been asking, can the urine uh, supplement, if you will, <laughs> work for alleviating people that simply have COVID and or got the jab. Right. That I, Maybe he's just asking that question. Yeah. So, I okay. mean, we could be overthinking it. <laughs> well, we could, we could be, but, you but, know. you know, I, I, you know, that's what this does. I, I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't want to just accept it and, and then go, what did he say? Right. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So, so <laughs> let's, let's give uh, Dr. Artis here about another 60 seconds and uh, we're going to have to sort of wrap up here, but uh, All right. maybe he will, help smooth off some of the rough edges in my mind here. (laughs) So here we go. That's what he presented. He had several case studies even where they said uh, the medical doctors, after seeing someone who drank their own urine after being bit by some viper, that the only thing that saved their lives was their own ingestion of their own urine before they got to the hospital. Mm. Wow. And these are not my documented cases. He's just referencing them, which is phenomenal. (laughs) Wow. And so people need to know about the truth about this. Uh, it's starting to be demonized in the media. Uh, so people need to kind of be able to wade through those waters and understand what's best for them and to be able to use these therapies if they feel like they, they should and could use them. But would it be more for, for more than just envenomation? Could this be for other cases? Could this be used for neurodegenerative disease? Like, cause that, that's partly a neurotransmitter issue. If this is being used around the world by millions of people. They're not all being bit by snakes. So <laughs> they're just doing this as a part of some routine to keep their body healthy. So it must be helping to remove toxins, improve the healing processes, which is phenomenal. 2,500 minerals, allegedly, in urine, and then six unidentified minerals that are there. It's a lot of minerals. Wow. I've only seen on the periodic table of elements what I know, and it's less than 2,500. Wow. It is way less than 2,500, right? Right. Yeah. So, I don't just know how many there are. I do remember him saying there was like 50 plus or so minerals that aren't even identified that are in urine. Yeah, I remember him wow. saying six, but, and yeah, so we'll, we'll, let's, we'll pull wow. up the numbers. Let's, we'll look at this. <laughs> no so, you, what you're seeing here is two people discussing something new. So, it's great that we're able to have these conversations. I mean, you have spent out of all our colleagues, you have spent the most amount of time trying to understand venom and, and venomation and how it shows up clinically and how it affects um, the, the body, how it creates disease in the body. So you're the right person to talk to about this and the fact that Absolutely. you're open-minded to this and you're even willing to speak to me about this, I think is just profound and wonderful because I think that this is something that, that could save the world. And like if the body can produce its own anti-venom, then what a blessing that we have that at our disposal. And somebody might just listen to this and say, disgusting, I don't want to try that. And then, but that information will be there for them at a time that they need it. When they're camping and their kid gets bit by a rattlesnake, (laughs) they knew that they hurt somewhere. You can drink your own urine, honey. Yeah. (laughs) Why would you not try Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you so much, Dr. Artis, for everything. Is there anything else that you feel like we missed that we need to share at this point? Okay. All right. I think that wraps it up there. But, hey, you know, I can tell you, you might think it's disgusting, but after you hear this, mm. I, I I think you would have a real tough time unhearing it. 
you know, down yeah. the road. Yeah. If something came up, it, well, I, yeah. I guarantee you, you, you know, whether you would do it or not, you might think, hey, I remember hearing yeah, I'm, I'm not <laughs> about sure. this, you know, ingesting mm-hmm. urine and not just any urine, but it. It's really interesting because it sounds like this practice, and that's what he said. People are doing this all over the world, and they're not all bit by snakes. They yeah, are doing this because I, of because of the body, you know, right. sort of taking care of itself. And I like what uh, Jonathan said here. He said, "We're just two people talking about a very different idea." And yeah. of course, I think it's you know you know it, it's important to say that Doctor Artis is. Well, I think the lead individual right now that we know of that's come out public about the venomation through COVID and the yeah. and the, right. the, the so-called vaccines, very, very interesting. Uh, and I can guarantee you that this is something that people are going to talk about. It might be it, – it, the conversation might be – or it might begin with, you know, I heard something today, but I, I must warn you. That's that's probably mm. <laughs> how the conversation might start. Or right, right. you might want to tell the kids to go to another room. Uh, I want to share something with you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Well, but I, yeah. very interesting. Yeah, uh, I don't but, think I'm to the daily use idea uh, yet. But yeah, I mean, yeah. in a pinch, maybe. But uh, yeah. <laughs> probably the big takeaway for most of us is... Really I I think there's strong evidence to say that this very well is a envenomation, you know, envenomation or snake venom mm-hmm. infections, and the takeaway would be high doses of vitamin C, just you yeah. know, as much as you can right. get yeah. get your hands on, and that is a great prophylaxis as well. You know, let's continue with the vitamin D, the right. you know, the vitamin C, but. You know, the, that's just to stay healthy. Yeah. That, yeah. Think about it. That, you know, vitamin D has nothing to do with snake venom being, you know. So the thought would be, as we sort of wrap up, would be, okay, uh, Mike and Ben, tell mm-hmm. us where this stuff is coming from other than the jabs. You know, how are we getting – I haven't had a jab, and you're saying I could have this snake venom. How is that happening? So there are other uh, – yeah. uh, episodes that this particular unbreakable uh documentary has we're going to be pulling some of this out uh there and you're going to be hearing from some doctors maybe you haven't heard from before so good Mm. stuff Uh, i'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it very interesting all right well there's another one for the archives ben yes sir let's uh let's go to our father and have prayer as we close dear father in heaven we do thank you And we thank you for the reminder of, even as strange as it may sound, how wonderfully and fearfully you have made us. With If if any other thing, we can just marvel at this body that you've created and how we wish that there were times that you could be sitting here, right here with us so we can ask you some of these very critical and curious questions. 
Uh, and what an amazing conversation that would be as you would break down every part of the human body <laughs> to where we could understand it. Uh, but we thank you for being our Father, our Lord and Savior, our Creator. Mm-hmm. And we thank you for individuals like uh, Dr. Artis and these other people that are extremely curious and have minds that can understand this a lot quicker than we can. Uh, but you've given us ears and you've given us the uh, the wisdom as we continue to pray for that wisdom to discern truth. And we thank you for that. We thank you for this platform. We ask for blessings upon all of our listeners out there. And as we part ways again today, we ask as always, may every intent of our thought be pure. And we pray and ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to join us again every Tuesday and Thursday on The Undiluted Truth. And remember, rock tumblers, with all of your might, continue to diligently seek truth. God bless you.